Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak small cap executives after they put out big news. With us today, happy to have him, Frank Carnevale, CEO of Alkaline Fuel Cell Power, Trades in Canada, PWWR in the U.S., ALKFF. If you're a renewable energy investor who believes in the paradigm shift towards renewable energies, and part of that being hydrogen and other alternatives, and you're going to love this interview with Frank because this is a clean tech energy company that provides you, renewable energy folks, investors, with a powerful three-step plan. This isn't a one-trip pony here to capitalize on this paradigm shift. And here's the three steps. One, their current business right now has a pipeline of more than $50 million in it of potential contracts. And that's in the traditional heat and power business. They've already got 33 active accounts, multiple dozens of proposals out there. That's a real current business. And that's great because that provides the stability. Then near-term expansion into fuel cell generators uh, for the backup and off-grid application. So that's the B2B market, ideal for diesel generator customers who need to eliminate emissions. That's near-term. And then long-term, Swing it for the fences. And trust me, they're not just taking a swipe at it. They got a real bat in their hand. Uh, this is the hydrogen-powered fuel cell market for the consumers. This is a B2C. This is a micro-heat and power solution that will rival Tesla's Powerwall to power people like you and I at home, right? And they guys, and they're not just, it's not just lip service. Significant uh, competitive advantages versus the Tesla Powerwall, especially significant cost advantages versus traditional fuel cells. More just lip service. First full, first full quarter of revenue just went by, working capital, cash on hand in the millions, and the former CEO of Hydro One has come on as advisor. There's even more than that, but we got to get to Frank. Frank, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. Uh, the big news today, Alkaline Fuel Cell Power enters into exclusive, that's a big word, exclusive sales and market agreement in the Middle East. There are a lot of details here. I want to break it down. Big picture first, though. How big is this for the company? Thank you, George. This is really big. Uh, we wanted to prove that now that we have our prototype, our Jupiter 1.0, that there's an interest to, to take this globally and to take a market like the Middle East and North Africa uh, and have a group that's already in that region want to take it. it it's critical. It's, 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 it shows that we can select partners around the world to really help us scale our business. So we're really excited. And we're going to talk about that partner, but I want to kind of go step by step here because there are a lot of new investors, by the way. Look, we saw uh, two and a half million share uh, volume yesterday. The story started to get out. People are so we've we got new audiences watching right now. This is about the next gen, your next gen hydrogen powered fuel cell. Let's elaborate on that just a little bit. We had full interviews on this, but just for people who are new, what's a next gen hydrogen powered fuel cell? Well, we just launched our Jupiter 1.0. So this is a home size unit. You can put in a small building and, and, and stack them. It's a four kilowatt per hour unit. Um, the key to understand is you just, you put in hydrogen and a bit of air, ambient air from whatever room you're in, and it creates electricity and some heating. Very efficient, 90% efficient in using that hydrogen. Uh, and the critical piece to it is we will be roughly, and I believe under $500 a kilowatt for what we're building uh, at mass production, that, that rivals anything out there at roughly $2,000 a Canadian for a home unit. Uh, we're pretty excited that when hydrogen prices continue to drop, 
um, will be in the money to be competitive against all the other solutions out there, including the utility. Now, there are a lot of companies out there, Georgecom, renewables, and I'm using all the buzzwords, and yeah. sometimes it's difficult for investors to differentiate. What's the difference between alkaline fuel cell power and Georgecom renewable? Because you know we really don't know the technology. So I always say yeah. third-party validation is what does it, right? Who else out there believes in your solution if nobody believes in Georgia's? Because that's a separation. So Viridian Hydrogen, yeah. who are they? Because I think that's really important in terms of validation about what you guys are doing. So they are a family uh, business have been in uh, UAE and particularly in the Middle East and North Africa uh, in generations. And they've been part of the community and broader, um, broader renewable energy, energy production, uh, agriculture, um, I think the largest meat providers out of Africa. So they, they've had a really great footprint in that region and well-connected. And they've been involved from Expo 2020 um, to COP coming up as well. So they're involved in the community, but more importantly, they're involved in hydrogen. And that's where we wanted to find a partner who understood the value of hydrogen. So we're yeah, really I really like your I had a call because... just an hour ago, I had a call with uh, uh, Saad Khan and talked about some of the opportunities that we're going to follow up on in UAE and other markets. It's really exciting. Well, I'm in Dubai right now. So if he's anywhere around here, give me his number. I'll meet up. I'm going to connect you too. Little. Let's see. Let's make that happen. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe. But I like what you said in the quote. Because again, you see these joint ventures, sorry, these partnerships agreements together. And it's like, who's it with? You know, is it some guy that nobody knows? No, but this is a, you say, a well-respected partner, proven track record in specific private hydrogen opportunities, opportunities in the Middle East. So this looks. This sounds like it's almost the ideal partner for a company of our size at this point, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You want to partner with that kind of reach and talent and knowledge. It's not like I'm picking a partner to go sell something that knows nothing about hydrogen. They're leading the hydrogen play uh, in that part of the world. And I like, you talk about Saad Khan, the second goal, the partner, uh, the senior partner there. Um, I like what he said in his quote. I want to, I want to go a little further. He says, uh, utilizing your newly developed prototype of the micro combined heat and power grid. That's what we just talked about, Jupiter One, and pending off grid backup power generators uh, will be tremendous. So they're looking beyond just the Jupiter One. Uh, so is there a lot of room to grow in this relationship? Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, anything that we come up with, they're going to help take to market. So that that's part of it. But the Jupiter One is the more complex system of having not only the power generation, it already has the heat recovery, right? Which is an additional components to recover the heat and use in, in a facility. Um, to get to the next phase of building a four kilowatt generator is actually fewer parts. It's just building it without the heat recovery. So it's actually easier to build less components. And we think a number of the off-grid, as you talked about in that second phase, the off-grid backup market where maybe we're replacing diesel generators is an ideal application for um, the generator units where they might not be running as often and there's no need for sort of heat recovery uh, necessarily. They're more about backup power. So they have every intention of whatever products we come up with to help take to market, absolutely. And, well, let's talk about that because we talk about sales and market agreement exclusive. I think exclusive yeah. is a big deal, by the way, because usually yeah. if you're going to give George Calm an exclusive in Greece uh, for this, I've got to come behind the scenes with some numbers and some milestones. Otherwise, you're not giving me exclusive. So maybe we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah. what specifically is Viridian going to be doing? Aside the obvious, okay, sales and marketing, but they're not just going to 
jump right into sales meetings on Monday and start pushing sales. There's a bit of a process here, right? So do you yeah. want to kind of give us a just a, a nice overview of that process and what they're well, going to be doing? It's a great, great point. Great question. Um, part of this is making sure that we're aligned that, uh, I mean, trust me, if they if they would go in tomorrow and sell a whole bunch of units and we're not there yet, right? You need to, to yeah. walk before we can run. So everyone understands that the second half of this year, the intention is to deploy uh, as many prototypes, non-mass produced items as possible to help um, help grow the the expand the business cases of how you use fuel cells and hydrogen in various markets and to grow that uh, to go forward. So they understand they're part of that alignment of what strategic pilot opportunities are there airports are there you know what's what strategic place makes sense to deploy some of these fuel cells in order to generate the far bigger lift of a massive sale opportunity um, specifically with with what they're targeted with obviously, again, lining what we need to look for so they'll help us with pilots, but more specifically, there are absolutely identified customers that we're hoping to get these agreements with, um, and they've been targeted in our agreement. Highly comfortable that we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move them along and we'll get them, but again, we have to walk before we run. Nice. But finding those partners who understand where we're going to end up is critical, uh, and there's no shortage of, of, of targets to, to sell equipment and product to, so we're working that through. I picked up something else. I don't know if the other shareholders picked something up, but in one of the in one of the parts where you explained the relationship, you said it's a great partnership for you to enter into sales agreements. That's obvious. Just talked about joint ventures. That's a logical uh, inference from that, and manufacturing agreements. That yeah. part is the part that interests me there. So let's extrapolate on that a little bit. How? So it's great that they're not. It sounds like they're not just going to help on the sales, marketing, distribution side, piloting, and the whole soup to nuts. But even potentially on the manufacturing, uh, helping us find partners. What 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 does that look like? Yeah, look, it's a very interesting part of the world. A lot of a lot of revenue, a lot of money there uh, in in energy in general, oil. Um, and so, uh, when we completed our pilot, uh, or sorry, our prototype of the Jupiter 1.0 uh, a month ago, one of the things I said was I was pulling in this sort of commercialization strategy and making sure that we we have a right strategy to go to market. So it's not just finding the right strategic partners for sales and marketing. It's also understanding what joint ventures, what, what are the best ways to manufacture or partner to manufacture our products going forward um, and access to, you know, think of the process. It's not just do the pilots that generate the buzz of pre-orders and ability to want to order or partner for products around the world. It's then using that to then leverage a, a building and manufacturing facility um, or partnering with one. So access to, to the particular families and the, and, the, and the wealth in that part of the world is one opportunity. And whether it's there or elsewhere, um, there's certain dynamics. It would be great to be close to say nickel since that's our biggest commodity within our fuel cell. Um, and that's not there, but so there's aspects of, of you know, making manufacturing, placing it in party in, in areas that make more sense for us. Um, and in the distribution of it, you know, you're not going to have one manufacturing plant for the world. You need to spread that out and make sure the logistics make sense uh, for supplying product. So there is an interest to do far more than just sales and marketing. You pick that up. It's right. Um, they want to be a strategic partner and help us grow this business. And we think we found the right group of people to do it. And and that's what provided me even more encouragement about this news. And look, you know, Dove's advocate, this still has to be executed upon. Good start. We know it has to be executed upon. But when I see a partner that's also talked about, hey, 
we see the whole picture here and you're going to need manufacturing help and you're not going to be able to just do it all out of uh, Europe and Canada or wherever it is that we're planning on doing everything. We, we want to help you here too. We, that's great because that means they're seeing a really big picture right off the start. And it's not just how much commission can I make if I sell this to a few of my buddies and then I move on to something else. They are a strategic so, partner, pure and yeah, simple. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, last question about Viridian, and then I want to move on to the macro picture in the UAE because yep. and that's an interesting conversation. But you joining Viridian's Hydrogen Advisory Council, which you say is going to give you access to government agencies and Fortune 500 companies. Um, uh, absolutely. These are the decision makers. Um, they're going all in in hydrogen. Um, and maybe, again, you know, linking it to the macro side. I mean, they're going all in to to make hydrogen right now they're a big provider of gray hydrogen to to japan for example so they're they're big into uh production of hydrogen and i think part of what we need to do with them is help educate everyone as to the opportunity to deliver it to the average person to the average you know small business business uh government power to the people and so that's that's a big part of what our push is and then surprisingly it's not that different than the rest of the world they need to know what to do with hydrogen locally Okay, so that ends Viridian, awesome partner. I love the scope of the work you're doing. Let's see how you execute, but I know you, Frank, uh, I have a high degree of, of, of uh, uh, confidence. You're gonna be executing really great. Last question, big, uh, now I'll get away from Viridian, macro UAE, Dubai. I'm here in the Middle East right now, I'm here in Dubai. This is fossil fuel energy capital of the world, basically, right? What are they doing about hydrogen here? Like why, why hydrogen in the Middle East? Why, don't, don't they have, I know they got a plan for the future, but they got another 30, 40 years of fossil fuels. Um, you know, what's the urgency on the hydrogen side? Well, um, I think you'll see this in all the big oil companies. There is a big push and many of them are leading the charge in building, uh, either getting behind electrolyzers or building facilities to create hydrogen. Um, in a lot of oil company cases, it doesn't just have to be green hydrogen, it can be blue hydrogen, which is uh, effectively using natural gas and uh, carbon capture or sequestering the carbon. So I think there's a number of solutions. I don't think the market, and you're seeing a bit of a blip in Europe where they talk about wanting green hydrogen, but all of a sudden UK opens it up to, to blue hydrogen uh, because they need the product. So I think most oil companies in the Middle East are no different. Um, understand that there's going to be a big need for delivering various types of hydrogen to the different markets, particularly Europe and Asia, but, but globally, I think that's North American perspective as well, and everyone's stepping up to meet that. Uh, so from a macro perspective, any big oil producer is trying to understand what does that go forward look like? What are we either converting to or what are we, we building up for? Um, price of hydrogen is going to continue to come down and um, green hydrogen, blue hydrogen. And as these guys continue to develop those projects and as you know, massive factories of electrolyzers continue to be built and spit out those units, uh, they'll bring down the cost of hydrogen. So I think that's where, that's an, an immediate perspective. From a macro perspective, that's no different than I think North America um, and in other markets. Um, in this case, you know, the macro side is right now they're selling their hydrogen to other markets. It's not necessarily used locally in any macro, you know, sort of objective. Let's do this and that. Um, that's something I've noticed being here for over eight months now is that while there's a big push to use hydrogen to decarbonize the globe, 
um, you know, it's it's looking at well, what vacuum can you fill, right? So is it Europe? Oh, Europe's trying to get off of natural gas and Russia. Great. Let's. How do we give them access to uh, lower carbon and lower cost fuels? Um, I think the next wave of beyond everyone building electrolyzers and making hydrogen is the well, what are you doing with it? What can we do with it locally? And I think whether it's blending hydrogen into natural gas uh, pipelines, which is part of a conversation, whether it's uh, uh, hydrogen fueling stations and using that as a spoke uh, hub and spoke model with local communities and, and you know, and our partner are um, providers of hydrogen fueling stations uh, in the Middle East. Um, there's a lot of ways we can bring uh, hydrogen to the end customer. And I, I believe our partnership will allow us in that region to really grow the ability to bring hydrogen to that last mile, that last customer, whether it's a local utility or the end customer itself. Um, so from a macro perspective, they're not that different, but they are, you know, they're not a big population, but boy, are they massive producers of oil. Um, and I think it's just giving them that vision of what we do with that hydrogen within their own economy as well. And, you know, Frank, I'll end it with this, more than just massive producers of oil. Man, I've been here in Dubai for two weeks now. And I am absolutely blown away by the level of intelligence I see and how they've built Dubai, the services. You know, they have a metaverse here that delivers 99.7% of all government services through the metaverse. So you don't have to go to a DMV. You don't have to go line up to pay tickets or to get zoning or permits. It's all done through a metaverse. The reason I'm saying that, and metaverse is not related to you, but the way they built the city, the amount of thought they put into planning for the future and getting ready for it. It's just unbelievable. And if Dubai serves as a microcosm, uh, a micro example of that, then these guys are going to figure out, you know, the whole supply chain of hydrogen and how to get it done. So, you know, it's a good place. Oh, absolutely. Great absolutely. We had some great conversations around that and uh, we'll have more in the coming week and weeks. But um, it, it's really we're giving them the vision to all those partners out there. We're giving them the vision of what's possible uh, to deliver power to the people. And uh, we'll see some some updates in the coming weeks as well. Frank, thanks for joining us, my friend. Great news today. You keep moving this company along. Can't wait to have you back. Thanks, George. And I appreciate your uh, your name on your uh, screen there. You are one of our representatives. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Right now, I am the rep in this because you don't have anybody else there. there. You got right. Viridian, but you don't have anybody else from the company. So I'm it. Right, thanks, send, George. Send appreciate me a shirt. It. Send me a shirt and a hat so I can walk around <laughs> with it. But but I can't wait to have you back, Frank. Congratulations, man. All kidding aside, you're doing unbelievable things here and how fast you're moving the company along. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. To Frank Carnavale, CEO of Alkaline Fuel Cell Power, trades in Canada, PWWR in the US, ALKFF. For those who knew the story, and we know there are a lot of you because of the volume that's happening now and people, the story is starting to get out. You want to learn about the company, start your due diligence, start on Agoracom. Get to the company's profile page because there's a lot of technical stuff going on here. A lot of this is new to everybody. So we've got it neatly laid out in layman's terms so you can get a good 1,000-foot overview of the company, get a nice foundational knowledge. And then once you've got that, head over to the company's website, do your deep dive due diligence. And if you believe in the future of renewables, hydrogen-powered fuel cells, then you've got to take a close look at alkaline fuel, fuel cell power. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself 
by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.